It was 35 degrees today here as well, and my room is a fucking sauna. Was it 35 degrees there? Yeah, it was gross AF. Shit. Unhappy. I've got a big old fan in my room. Big old fan. Can't have it on. Um, Why? Podcasting. Too much background noise. Why don't you let open a window? Nah, open on a main road, so you just hear the road cars. I'd like to hear the cars. No. I'll send you the uh, the raw audio and you can hear Just it in the me. background anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I'll use it to put myself to sleep. Yeah. Well, actually, weirdly enough, I have been having the fan on when it's been hot at night and it is like a white noise machine. It's quite nice. Well, you know what they say about fans? you got to have them. got to have them. Uh, if you put a fan, so you get the fan and you open up a window and you face the fan out the window... It actually helps to uh, get the hot air out the out the room. That's what they I'd... say about fans. You, if you put them at the door <laughs> and face them away from the window, it helps to it helps to get the uh, hot air out of the window. End quote. It's a it doesn't really roll off the tongue. I think it's it comes from Latin, doesn't it? It's, it's pig. It's pig Latin. It's, it does sound like pig Latin. But maybe that's just your singlet. My singlet says balls on it. <laughs> I like that you, you've actually got some muscle tone. Uh, shut up. Uh, just, you know, flirting. So I was think I was going to tell you this story around Christmas time because I had a, um, I had a, an incident. It wasn't an incident, but I was uh, boarding an aeroplane and I had purchased this aeroplane seat. I like to be next to the window because I'm a child and so I per- I purposefully purchased a seat next, like to the window. It was like six um, F, right? And when I got there, there was this business class. Little, there was this little kid, probably about three years old, staring out the window with his mum. Mm-hmm. Probably his first plane ride ever, and he was in my seat, and I was mm. like. Ah. I'm. I don't know. Should I kick this kid kid out? And I kicked him out. Yeah, fair enough. Is that fair enough? You I, I, you spent I, I money. I felt guilty the whole time. No. So here's I, the thing. Here's the thing. If you had just been randomly allocated a seat, and you just so happened to get the uh, the window seat, and you were going to sit there and you're going to enjoy it, but there was a kid in the aisle, and the mum says, "Oh, would you mind if the kid sat in the thing?" You you fair enough i think that's a reasonable question to ask and probably in that instance you know you've flown before it's his first time let him see out the window Mm. you spent money and i think if you said to that woman you know if if she had so asked or she'd looked a little bit sour or you know well you would have had to speak to her presumably to ask her to move the kid out right no i spoke directly to the kid oh okay um so in that context if the kid kicked up a fuss, you say, sorry, I, I spent $15 to get this <laughs> uh, this uh, window seat because I like to see when the big plane goes up in the air. <laughs> um, he'd be like, yeah, fair enough, mate. Yep, yeah, totally enough. get it. I'll, uh, I'll ask mum to, to put that deposit down in the future. I did consider halfway through, you know, offering the seat up. I love looking at the window. Here's a here's and a I suggestion. Love the big place. Could have could have offered to have him on your lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Um, I I did actually pay for this seat. Um, yeah. Again, because I like seeing all the birds. Um, yeah. But if you like, he could strap onto my lap. Yeah, it wasn't really my type, but after a few VBs, you know, you got those big. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Deep Ford. I don't know. I think this is the best. We'll just leave that there. This is a uh, this is a podcast. Uh, We just there's no way to sum up what that that was. So instead, I'll just say, sitting through the internet with me is Michael. Say hi, Michael. What's up? Always in sport mode today. Very good. Yeah. Big Bulls fan. What sport do the Bulls play in? They play in 
the radio. No nope, basketball. Uh, oh. And my name's Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. It's been uh, been a busy. Do you reckon time. everyone's anyone's ever said? Sorry, just cut you off. Do you reckon this is important? Do you reckon anyone's been at a rodeo for the first time? I think everyone at some point who's attended a rodeo, it was their first time. Okay, okay, I didn't frame that correctly. I think anyone's been at the rodeo the first time. No. Do you think anyone... Oh, no, keep... You no, think, you've interrupted, okay. so you've got to see think, this through now. Do you think anyone's been at a couple of actual rodeos mm-hmm. and then they've they've said the sentence, this isn't my first rodeo, because it was related to the rodeo. <laughs> it was specifically related. <laughs> How did you struggle to get there? So, like, know. so repeatedly... there were two avenues. You... There were two avenues I could have gone. Yeah. I don't know why you started with it being... <laughs> you, you, you kept saying it was a singular rodeo, where clearly the phrase requires there to have been multiple rodeos. So I don't know but why I you was... were fixated on the idea of it being their first rodeo. But I was going to go... <clears throat> I was going to go down the... Um... Oh, you're going to go the negative. What if someone said... This is my first said, rodeo. Sorry, this is my first rodeo. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, and then partway through, after a couple of fumbles, you thought, okay, let's try it the other way. Yeah. Mm, okay. Worth interrupting. Yeah. Uh, coronavirus, that's a thing, eh? Are you worried? Scared? Well, that's, you know, let's let's set up the topic, I suppose, in that we're going to talk a little bit about healthcare, maybe, today. Uh, talk about how illnesses and our treatments, not specifically, I suppose, but I suppose we could disclose what our illnesses are, but how we deal <laughs> with and approach... Uh, medicine and taking care of yourself but it's all come Speaking to of which it's all come to light in okay just for context of an audio podcast when i said taking care of yourself michael picked up a bottle of wine and poured himself a heavy glass red wine red wine healthy perfect for a 32 degree day um so i've got the coronavirus has been the talk of the town uh, you seemed quite surprised when I said the other day uh, that 10% of the world's population is in quarantine due to coronavirus, uh, predominantly, as you'd expect, in China. Um, 10% of the world's population is currently restricted uh, due to this epidemic. So what is that? I, so I was a bit drunk when you sent me that message, and then I immediately thought that... I immediately just started thinking about everyone being in a massive tent. Yeah, in they're a, in a tent. Hazmat suits. And then I realized that today that you probably meant that they just have no flying pe- people being able to fly out. Yeah, they're limited their... in terms of their um, uh, travel and transit and uh, that sort of thing. Let me just try and grab that. Article up. Now I can quote you. Come on and grab that. Article up. Come on and grab that. Autocool up. Are we a German sci-fi band now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, let's uh, let's read a little. Uh, China has flooded cities and villages with battalions of neighborhood busybodies, uniformed volunteers, and Communist Party representatives to carry out one of the biggest social control campaigns in history. The goal, to keep hundreds of millions of people away from everyone but their closest kin. The nation's battling the coronavirus outbreak with a grassroots mobilization reminiscent of Mao-style mass crusades not seen in China in decades, essentially entrusting the frontline epidemic prevention to a supercharged version of a neighborhood watch. Housing complexes in some cities have issued the equivalence of paper hall passes to regulate how often residents leave their homes. Apartment buildings have turned away their own tenants if they've come from out of town. Train stations block people from entering cities if they cannot prove they live or work there. In the countryside, villages have been gated off with vehicles, tents, and other improvised barriers. Residential lockdowns of varying strictness, from checkpoints at building entrances to hard limits on going outdoors, now cover at least 760 million people in China, or more than half the country's population. That is, of course, where the number of uh, one-tenth of the world's population comes from. So... uh, I think that's enough of the specificity for you to uh, to answer your question, which is how are these people being restricted? So it is within the towns, it is at limits to building, and it is sort of intercity travel in that sort of way as well on trains and transit. 
Um, yeah. So the scale of this thing is kind of amazing, right? How quickly it's become not just a, oh, there's been a couple of instances, but now there's been, what, 1,300 deaths? 1,300 deaths. Is that right? I'll check, I don't a, know. I'll check a current um, tally as you speak. So do you know what the symptoms are? It's just like a flu, right? Oh. But don't more people die from the flu uh, every year? Isn't that a stat? That's why people were saying, don't be too okay. worried about coronavirus. Everyone dies of the flu. Yeah. So. You turn green. Coronavirus is a primarily spread through cl- close contact from coughs and sneezes within a range of about 1.8 meters. Uh, that's ba-ba-ba. so long, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's wild, eh? 1.8 meters. Yeah. As of the 16th of February, 2020, there were 69,000 confirmed cases of infection, of which 68,000 were within mainland China. The total number of deaths attributed to the virus was 1,669 deaths as of 16th of February. Over 95% of all deaths occurred in the Hubei province where Wuhan is located. Um, So yeah, that's, that's closing in on 2,000 deaths. And yeah, seventy nine thousand confirmed cases. Oh, sorry, seventy thousand confirmed uh, cases of infection. I've got to say, Wuhan sounds like more of a fun place than it probably actually is. <laughs> yeah, but um, the the like I said, the scale of this thing, I, 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 there always seems to be like a little bit of a like it's interesting news when you get like an, a virus that pops up, right? And and I think the media like to cover that stuff. And I don't think necessarily that when this one popped up, my first reaction was, oh, this is going to kill, you know, 2,000 people and infect, you know, tens of thousands around the world, right? It, you tend to yeah. kind of write it off a little bit, don't you? Were you, when yeah. was it, when was the point for you in which you, your, uh, you started paying more attention to it because it actually seemed like a, a bit of a serious thing? I think it was probably after like a week and a half or maybe two weeks of it being in the news constantly, but I didn't really pay it that much attention. To be honest, I'm a bit bored of it. But um, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I find these things like uh, the media uses them to, because it's it's a perfect story in a way because it's, because it's a disease that you could, hypothetically get anywhere in the world if it spreads so the proximity thing it's not like this is just happening in in some place in china the threat there from from the media's perspective is that this could come to you this could come and affect you from all the way over there yeah so i don't know it's not really i'm not really i'm not worried about it um and yeah kind of like Kind of like what you said. Um, what did you say before? <laughs> uh, when did it you said cross something... cross the barrier from being like, oh, there's lots of, uh, you know, you see coverage of other no. infections and things and it doesn't quite seem important? Um, well, there was a point there. I was going to relate it back to what you said, but then I forgot what you said. That's all right. Uh, I'll... Um, in the edit i'll just listen back to what i said try and reverse engineer what your point was and i'll just paste my line in to sum up your summary does that work (laughs) yeah just try and sound like me okay i'll um i'll do my best michael impression um the uh the interesting thing i think around the coverage of this coronavirus has not actually been the disease itself i mean as far as the actual illness goes like it, it has been killing some people. I think like most flus, it tends to be more of a risk for people with pre-existing lung issues or, uh, you know, diseases or age. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it's been uh, like people who survived it or had the illness and got through it described it as just like a really heavy flu. Like they wouldn't have uh. realized that they had the virus if it, if it hadn't been sort of publicized or they'd gone and checked it. Oh, right. Um, but so so the actual disease itself isn't predominantly 
uh, isn't for me the most interesting thing about it. I think what's been most interesting is in watching the reactions to it. As you say, the media coverage has been interesting, but also it, it feels like it's we've seen like there's been a real interesting racial undercurrent to it all, right? We know there's been reports of um, you know people in public transport on the other side of the world. Um, just abusing people of Chinese origin uh, because they're afraid or that, you know, they think that they're um, carrying the virus or something, which is completely irrational. Yeah. There's been stories about people who are abused on transport who were born in, like, Canada, but <laughs> Chinese origin, literally never been to the mainland. Um, and reports of, uh, you know, my dad was saying, my dad goes to Chinatown in Adelaide all the time, and he <laughs> says, and by all the time I mean five days a week, uh, Monday to Friday, um, he has said that Chinatown is just completely empty, just abandoned. People have not been going to <laughs> Chinese um, uh, what? to Chinatown as a result because of because of no, truly, yeah. You, you so, think that people are avoiding Chinatown in Adelaide 100%. because of coronavirus? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, what? So th- this is kind of this is what I find the most interesting aspect of it is is seeing the ways in which these kind of fears have uh, affected places that are not <laughs> not really at risk of anything. Um, mm. What's your impression been of in terms of the media coverage and uh, have you seen any sort of like racial element play into this? Yeah, uh, Sean posted up a graphic the other day, which was an interesting graphic, that, saying that um, a lot of the panic, if it's panic or fear that's been spread, is like racially charged. Yeah, which I think it is to a degree. I mean, people people are obviously misinformed. I don't think. I mean, did, did this happen with the Ebola stuff, or do we, are we just not uh, in contact with African people as much as Chinese people because of the the distance thing? Yeah, I, don't I remember mean, I, that happened. I don't feel. I think you're right. I don't think the Ebola virus led to a certain degree of like racial fear about seeing a black person in like Australian streets, right? It didn't. It didn't come with that kind of note to the coverage no i wonder if that is because of our proximity to china i think so. we have we have so much to do with china but i think like there's also not an africa town is it like in terms of proportion of migrant migrant uh culture in the country sure it's not like you can avoid you know the big african district in adelaide It, it, it doesn't have the same sort of um presence i suppose so which again is yeah. is probably geography as you said um, I, I've seen there's obviously a large um, Asian population in Melbourne, and I've seen the number. I've seen now just started to see a few Caucasian-looking folks with the uh, with the old mask, uh-huh. um, and probably an increase like seeing them out in the street with among um, people of Asian appearance as well. Like I was on the tram. The do you other think? Day. Do you think that's Hates directly Korean, uh, coronavirus? Um, I maybe I'm just noticing it more because I'm seeing it on the news and it's become yeah. like this symbol. Yeah. Now of virus, which yeah. apparently they don't even. Really yeah. Well, work. that's the thing. Most I saw that coverage as well. That most like off the shelf masks are not actually going to stop the particulates from. They got like Louis Vuitton ones as well. Oh really? Yeah, they oh, look well, good. Now I'm I mean, si- I'm at uh, another interesting side part part about the about the virus is that imagine if you're one of the manufacturers of those masks. Yeah. Cha-ching. Oh, are we saying that, uh, you know, um, one of the big pharma <laughs> companies went over to a little known Chinese province, um, through some, I Started guess, coughing on some apples. <laughs> okay. You have not, <laughs> you have not, I was going to finish this sentence there, buddy. I got you. You've not greatly understood where this virus came from. It wasn't coughing on apples, but it was something very similar. The uh, suggestion was that it was from a food market, right, where there were um, live animals that were sort of intermingling and so a virus transmitted from one to another. Um, 
said like the SARS one was from bats, right? Um, mm. And I don't know that they know yet um, where this. Oh, pangolins? Oh. Penguins? No, pangolins. Pangolins. The scaly yeah, anteaters. To... Oh, you know the gross. fucking like fucking like scaly yeah. nose like things. Yeah, I know exactly. Researchers from are, Guangzhou claim to have found a 99% identical viral genome in a pangolin sample. Uh, that they are protected under Chinese law, but poaching and trading of pangolins for traditional medicine remains common. Um, so maybe uh, it was those bloody pangolins. If I had to, if I had to pick them, I would have guessed pangolin. You would have guessed pangolin. I guess I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit racist when it comes to them, but dirty fuckers. I've seen a, pe- I've seen a few pangolins in my time, and yeah. they are scary motherfuckers, dude. Uh, they're they pretty are dope. scary. Have you seen them walk on hind legs? that um no oh. uh, do they work work that way i'm probably thinking they, the wrong animal they, to be honest <laughs> pangolins they're the ones in the tuxedos you know yeah right? yeah yeah and they live in antarctica yeah yeah and they they stand and on they got, it, stand on their eggs and they, and they got scales yeah 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 um, reptiles. pangolins Pangolin. if they if they hold something they'll like hold it in their front hands and then they're just like oh they look like armadillo they look like very um polite like butlers coming up with some important news for the the lord of the manor and they come up and they're like so everyone I'm gonna go watch i'm gonna go. watch this video right now can you see a video of a pangolin on it holding things walking yep hold on i'm just gonna give you my real-time reaction yeah okay that's a pangolin it's an armadillo it, right? well it looks kind of like it but it's not yeah okay it's walking yeah it's walking like a butler yeah it's so walking like a butler, uh, a nice gentlemanly butler. Yeah, well. it's like, like very friendly. One. It's got like its hands together. Yeah. Does it feel like I could give you a wave? It's just like, just a cool guy, you know. Cool. We've been hard on we've though. been hard on pangolins today. Yeah. But um, let's admit that they have some redeeming qualities. Hey, I uh, I'm starting to see why someone might have fucked a pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where this energy has come from this episode. Um, you well okay might be like a vicious cycle um i forget how we got Mm. oh that's yeah that's where the virus came from well potentially um so it was all big pharma and they're just doing it to sell masks um did you see that someone has started selling speaking of people trying to make money off masks someone has started selling masks which has the bottom half of your face on it so that oh, you can yeah. wear it and still open like Face ID <laughs> on your phone without having to take your mask off. Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so you have your own face on you, your you face. print your you, you print your face on your face. So if you want to use your phone, where a mask would previously obscure the parts of the body that the Face ID check would need, this uh, theoretically can fool it. I'm not convinced because I think that on a iPhone, for instance, it's doing depth sensing and I don't know that would work. Anyway, um, people are trying to make money off this thing, that's for sure. Mm. Um, well, I don't know if they're trying it. Well, yeah. That, that, that person is. You want to try is, and make money. I don't think, it. yeah. I don't think Big Pharma is um, actively uh, trying to sabotage the Chinese <laughs> population. But Wouldn't be the first time. When, what do you think it would take for this to become something you seriously worried about mm. australian-based death yeah probably like a brunswick-based death brunswick <laughs> just <laughs> if if my next door neighbor really <laughs> just cocked it that's when i'd start to worry i don't think i'd worry about it at all you don't like your neighbors um well, don't get me started on them but i don't i don't i wouldn't really be that worried if i saw if there were multiple multiple cases or maybe a friend got it, then I'd be. But I feel like, I mean, why are people dying in uh, Wuhan? Is because they they have pre-existing conditions or not uh, access? They don't have access to proper medical care. Well, that's a good point. I'm not actually sure that. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's a severity thing, whether the affected people are susceptible to it um the chinese government has been playing it very quiet uh 
Um, so a friend told me the other day, I didn't check this up, so it's anecdotal, but apparently Indonesia hasn't meant, hasn't said anything about coronavirus or hasn't released a statement on, um, Mem- like members of Indonesia, <laughs> Indonesians. How many Indonesians have actually been affected? Which is right, really weird. Yeah, because basically, because they, I mean, the people flying in and out of Indonesia from China all the time, and so you'd think that there'd be at least, you know, a few cases of people uh, Ca- catching it in, yeah. in Indonesia, and yeah. they haven't said anything. According to China, most of those who died were older patients. About 80% of deaths recorded were from those over the age of 60, and 75% had pre-existing health conditions, including cardiovascular diseases and diabetes. So, yeah, I think it is mostly those with some uh, existing issues where their bodies aren't as uh, capable of fighting off a what would be otherwise just a pretty shitty flu. No. Yeah, don't worry about it. So this is probably a nice way to transition into the sort of second half of this chat, which is how do you approach your own uh, medical care? Are you a, a proactive person? When was the last time? When, did you go to the doctor? Do you have ongoing worries that you haven't had treated? Are you a, a quintessential typical uh, mid-30s male um, with a degree of disregard for your own health and that sort of thing? I'm so bad at this. I, the last time I went to the doctor was six months ago, and the, the the time before that was probably ten years. Wow! And the only reason I went to the doctor then was because I was having this um, my hands when I came back from Sri Lanka like were peeling and shit. Yeah. Um, and I was getting some like I had like a I don't know what it was dermatitis thing, and it was mm. like unbearable. So I just went and got some cream. Um, but I haven't, I don't go, I haven't been to the doctor. I mean, I've got a bunch of things that I could go to the doctor for. Let me tell you that it's shit and blood. Been, um, <laughs> you know, I was going to go to the doctor to, I was there considering, um, seeing a therapist mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, some of the, you've got a podcast though. So you really the old, that. No, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that when I go to the doctor. <laughs> so know, it's been um, like, it's been ten years since we've seen you, Michael. Um, how have you been dealing with your? Sh- oh well, got a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm really bad with it. I went to the. I've been losing tooth, teeth. You know, fuck. <laughs> I've been losing tooth. I've been losing fucking tooth. I've, have, I've been losing my mind. I don't know if I've ever explicitly mentioned this on the podcast, an audio medium, um, but Michael just has one solid entire tooth on the top half of his mouth and one solid tooth on the bottom <laughs> half of his mouth. And after he had that one ripped out at the vet dentist, now he's just left with the bottom, just one tooth. But you're losing tooth now as well. So, gosh, not looking good for old gummy lips over there. Oh, gummy lips. But I'm really good at eating bark now, so <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I bet you're good at going to the doctor. Uh, I'm certainly more willing to, for sure. I, 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 I have been more regularly because I go for things like migraines. They'll give me um, scripts for painkillers that cost less than me just bulk buying, like Panadol. So. Easier to go to the doctor, claim that back um, off my health insurance, and then pick up a free script than otherwise. Um, so I do go more regularly. I don't tend to have like crazy health fluctuations anyway, so I, I'm I'm pretty good. But as you might expect, uh, I'm very on top of it when it comes to maintenance. So I, yeah. I go to the dentist every year. I go to the cardiologist every two years. Those kind of things where I'm like on top of, and that's 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 not me saying everyone needs to go to the cardiologist two years. That's just because I had a heart condition. But that that kind of um, ongoing treatment, easy as yeah. I'll I'll happily go along to it. Um, mm. So I have that kind of mentality where maintenance of an ongoing health issue is is very easy for me. But yeah, you know, I, there, I've definitely been to the doctor here in New Zealand, probably. 
10 or 15 times in the um, five years I've been here. So 10 or 15 times. Probably. Yeah. What? That's two, that's two to three times a year. That's not actually that many. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's actually not. Um, the con- uh, juxtaposition to your once in 10 years is going to make any kind of regularity seem like a lot. But um, mm. the uh, other question, I suppose, is when do you think do you think there would again need to be something to happen to you for you to change that? Do you feel like, you know, you just said you have tons of issues. I think that was a joke, but partly a joke. Yeah. Is there not something that would get you to a doctor? Why do you not go to the doctor? If you do have a problem, is it money for one? Um, no, because I mean the doctor's the doctor's not really Yeah, Medicare subsidized. I mean, let me think about this for a second. Well, I've never really had anything that's you know, I've never really had anything that serious. Okay, and then also the idea of going to the doctor's office is very off putting to me. Uh they never have they've always always got like golf magazines. I don't even play golf. Um <laughs> And this, I hate the smell. I hate the sterile environment. And I think it's just. And what are they going to do? Tell me some bad news. Okay, so you just don't that. like. You're afraid of it. the The real answer is that is because I'm a child and I'm a lazy. I'm, you know, so is it up. is it laziness? Mm. Just can't yeah. be bothered. I'll I'll wait it out. But it's not. It's if it's not like impacting on my life, like the hands thing. It was. I should have I should have gone I should have gone to the doctor like probably two weeks before I actually did. Yeah. It just got unbearable, so that's when it, that's when I went there. Um, but I've never I've I've just not really had anything. I mean, there's I'm just not that type of person. Oh yeah, the other thing is I just realized this most obvious answer is that I think I mean my family doesn't go to the doctor. None that's of like them. A rule. Well, my mum started to now because she's had, she's had a few health, you know, situations. Um, but I think there is a bit of mentality that I've probably gotten from my parents that's like a don't, you know. Don't bother. Just kind of suck it up. Yeah. Suck it up. Don't, you know, tell everyone about your problems. Did or, you ever have you know, a, like a childhood illness or something where your parents were like oh get over it and it was actually something serious like someone was uh who is it was it sean maybe someone was telling someone's definitely like broken a foot or something like that and then gone to their parents and been like i broke my foot and the mum was like no you haven't (laughs) and it was like two weeks later it's still purple and swollen and uh, went back to mum being like, mum, my foot still hurts. She's like, oh, fine, we'll go to the doctor. Doctor's like, yeah, he broke his foot. And so, <laughs> like, two weeks without treatment, just walking on it, get over it. And um, yeah. you know, I, I think there was definitely an era of, like, <laughs> parenting, which was, eh, <laughs> he's just, he's being a sook, get over it. Yeah. You, you never had yeah. anything as a kid where, like, you were legitimately hurt or should have probably had parental care, but uh, had medical well, care, but parents didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really have any like illnesses or anything. I had like the cheeky pox and I broke a bunch of bones. That was, I, I broke like probably six bones when I was what? a kid. <laughs> Which bones? Broke my arm, broke my toe twice. How did you break my, your arm? That. Climbing, I was a big climber. Climbing trees. Um, climbing the swing, <laughs> climbing the swing set, but not not the part that you should have climbed. Fly, climbing the top bar of the swing set that's meant to just yeah be just the hold support. The and then you yeah, fell off and then, it and broke your arm. Yeah, and then I went to the doctor then, and the apparently I don't really remember it. I remember being in a cast, and I remember weirdly the smell. The smell. 
of the cast. The smell of being, yeah, the cast in the hospital. I don't know. Um, and my my parents took me to a doctor when I broke my arm, and I, apparently I didn't cry. I just went really white, and I just came in holding my arm, and I said, um, "Mummy, Daddy, I think I broke my arm." I was really pom a pommy kid. Back yeah, then. Uh, and wore um, off over time. And then they took me to the doctor, and apparently the first GP said, "No, he's just um, he's just bruised his arm." And then I kept throwing up like all night. And then they took me to the emergency, and they were like, "Yeah, it's broken in two places." Oh, um, yeah. But then, yeah, I, I broke a bunch of bones, but I don't. I wasn't really like sick. Yeah, that much. Were you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not as a kid. I broke a like a collarbone as a kid. I had asthma, obviously. Uh, How'd but- you break your collarbone? Flag fox. Flag fox. Uh, nice. Yeah. Good I way to go. A, yeah. Uh, if you had to pick, um, <laughs> I was. Uh, there was a game that uh, we played in our junior primary class where the flying fox was actually pretty short, and you didn't really mm-hmm. use it to like ride across. But if you just hung off it at the like midpoint and then like flung and let go, it would like zoom across to the end and just clang against the other side and make a really big bang <laughs> noise and so that yeah. was the fun thing right you just like stand there and just like f- fucking ditch it and make a huge clang yeah well nice. i was in the middle preparing to do this and then as i was getting ready to fling someone ran through and like sort of i guess clotheslined my legs and like knocked me out and off the handlebar and i just like fucking fell onto the ground straight onto my shoulder and um oh no i sued the fucking pants off that guy now he lives yeah. under a bridge it's a good result yeah. sounds like he deserved everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so i had it in a sling for many years but uh i guess my dad's actually pretty good at going to the doctor uh my dad i mean he's 67 now um close to six yeah 67 um he for as long as i can remember we all went to the same uh doctor's practice um and i had the same doctor that he had um and he goes every year gets the annual checkups he's he's very on top of all that thing i suppose it probably comes from the fact that he worked in the medical industry or works in the medical industry so he's just used to that thing and i maybe overcome some of that typical um reticence that seems to have just been the norm for a lot of people um but but off the back of that i guess i'd um inherited some of that just diligence yeah i think it it might not just be a generational thing i think part of it especially with my family i think is cultural and i think it's specifically possibly like an eastern european maybe thing well, I don't know. It seems like a fairly generic trope, isn't it? Like the um, suburban dad who doesn't mm. go to the doctor. That's an American sitcom trope. That seems like an Australian characteristic. I think it's yeah. probably more just generational. I think okay. I, th- I think it's probably just, I don't know, when they were growing up in the 60s, medical care was seen differently. And, yeah. and their parents you know, the expectation about what sort of coverage they'd have for someone who was born in the 20s or 30s, right, would be very different. So we're sort of the first generation maybe that's come up with with a scientific teaching at school with a bit of like a trust in the medical system and to be completely um, honest, like an affordable and, and good coverage sort of national healthcare system as well. So it, it's probably a little unkind to place the blame entirely on them, but it, it, it's certainly been an evolving, uh, I don't know, cultural thing, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I respect it, to be honest. <clears throat> my parents both taught, I mean, my parents were both teachers and my dad taught at my school for like year seven through to 12. So I never got sick days like not even 
I'd I'd have to I probably had maybe like two sick days in my whole high school career. Um, I was a career high school guy. By yeah, the yeah. Way. Um, you kept uh, and everyone else it, kept uh, leaving and graduating, and you just kept sticking around year after just, year. I was like, I like this. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to get people. really good at it. Hello, fellow yeah. kids. <laughs> by the end, there was a yeah. By the end, it was really popular. Um, <laughs> you thought I'm going to stick around until I'm the talk of the town, till I finally <laughs> yeah. nail it. I get prom king. Uh, I was the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I uh, yeah. So I I never got sick days, and then I never even would ask for sick days. But then I I think I've said to you before that I'm not. I don't even know when really that I'm sick. I don't know. You don't I'm know so when like you're not... sick. You're not in touch with your body. No. no. I'm not in touch with my emotional well-being and I'm not in touch with my physical well-being. I mean, if I've got a cough, I know that I've got a cough, but it's just like there and I'm like, oh, no, I'm just coughing for the next two weeks. Um, but I don't really think about it that much. But I think there's been times when I've been had probably, you know, glandular fever or something and then I'm just like I just like Push just thought I was tired or something. Yeah. Okay, probably so let's glandular what, fever. Well you never know. Um what what about one step removed? Not going to the doctor, but do you like if, if you had a cough or if you had a runny nose, would you use like an over the counter uh, you know, like a cough syrup, or would you go and get some? What do they call it? I'd get some like Sudafed. Nurofen or Sudafed or something. I'd get the Sudafed. I like doing that because I like getting the Sudafed because I feel like a cool guy because you have to hand over your ID, and oh. they're like, when I I ask for the Codrel, and they're like, they give you the phenylephrine yeah. stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 give me the, I need the give me the stuff, stuff with and the they're drugs. like, okay, okay, what is this guy? So what you go, you go. What for... do you need the hard stuff for? You actually go up and you ask for like the the good shit. I ask for the good shit because you get a bit of a buzz off it, and I like doing it. I like mixing it with mixing it with alcohol. Get <laughs> okay. a real nice buzz. You never get it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say um, that to them. No, no. I just um, go in smelling like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Is this a thing where, uh, with some thought and consideration, and in fact, you're in a little bit of a you know stable job now, getting into your thirties? Is it something where uh, you'd be? you could make the rational choice in the way that you decided I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to go to the gym more. Do you think, I'm not saying that you need to off the back of this conversation, but do you think you could just go, okay, I'm just going to go to the doctor more. I'm just going to go next week. I'm just going to get a general checkup and just see what's what. Um, Or do you think you'll wait till you're 40 before you start, you know, taking it seriously or wait for like an actual you know, if you got diabetes, like an, an illness or something like that, do you see yourself changing the way you approach this? Probably not. Do you not. want to? I would like to know more about my body. I'd like to get the data. I wish I, if I could just get an app or they could just go through like a scanner and that could just do it for you and then just gives you the, da- the data for it. That yeah. would be awesome. But it's probably not going to happen. I think, Likely there'll probably be something in my thirties. I suspect something in my thirties will happen, if not is already brewing, and it will like get to the point where the symptoms are like too hard to ignore, and then I'll go, and then it'll be like a thing that I'll have to like keep going, and I'll be super bummed about that. But I, th- I you know, the thing about like I, I'm totally gonna be one of these guys that like because. Cancer, if you find it early, yeah, the old seat, the old, the old cans. If you find it early, you can, you can, you can tell you don't you go to the doctor because you use short uh, lingo that no one else uses. <laughs> oh, mate, got the old cans. <laughs> got the old canty pants. <laughs> um, but I, I'll go to the doctor, and then it'll be too uh, because I don't go to the doctor, and it'll be like, oh, you got, you've got the cans, but you, we can't, we can't do anything. Like, so knowing that, damn it. knowing that, seeing saying that out loud now, what's stopping you? Why not just go? 
Because uh, you've already like made the doctor's office. But here's here's the thing. Like to me, you've already made so many health conscious choices in the past couple of years. You quit smoking mostly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any uh, addenda to that? No, just. Uh... I know that there's going to be a ton of people listening to this. A ton of people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you've there are probably a few people listening. Uh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, scaled back. Is that still accurate? That's definitely stopped buying. Stopped buying. Only bumming. Um, <laughs> the uh, you're going to the gym more. You you know being active. You've already made a lot of. Um, you gone vegetarian ish. Um, Those are all ba- vanity based. Okay, so <laughs> I need a va- vain incentive. Well, if you go to the doctor, and then it like stops you from having uh, alopecia. <laughs> yeah, they might pick up something that makes you look sexier. If they if you go to the doctor and they you know they do a mole check and they're like oh did you know you have all these boils on your back that are just like all pustulous <laughs> and he's like, you say yeah I've had them forever. And they go, well, you know, we can get rid of those. You'd be like, oh, my God, I can get rid of my pustulous boils. There you go. Yeah. Vanity. That's a good one. I don't have any boils. I've got a few moles, though. There you go. And I've been, here's another thing. You're going to hate mm-hmm. this. But I've been um, I've been uh, trying to tan more. So my I've been, been getting out in the sun. And I'm not, and this is, this is the honest, honest truth. Uh-huh. The honest truth is I'm not using sunscreen. Uh-huh. I've been using this tanning oil. <laughs> And it's, it, it, this is it's why you been, didn't wear a shirt today. I haven't been tan. I haven't been tan. Oh, I've been trying to tan on the roof because now we got a roof. <laughs> yeah, the last house you stayed in didn't have a roof. <laughs> uh, now it's got a roof I can lie down on. Yeah. So I've been trying to get my tan on with this uh, tanning oil. It's my SPF God. thirty though. SPF There's 30 no such thing as a safe tan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just something people say. But I have I have Scientists. been noticing I've been getting a lot more moles, and my actually some of the other moles that I've had are getting a bit dark as well. Some of them on my back. Um, but that's another that's another decision that I've I mean I actively tr- I've been actively, but and then I, I watched this sixty minutes thing on this woman that was um, I went to like tanning beds and she yeah. she got melanomas from the tanning bed yeah and she's she's like dying at twenty eight yeah. And she's really upset about it. She's like, she said, I don't want to die. I'm 28 years old. I just wanted to get my tan on. And every time I put this oil on, I think about that girl. Mm-hmm. And then I think, damn, this oil really looks good on my body. So I don't care anymore. And then I'm, you know. Why don't you just use fake tan? through a bottle of Chardonnay. A fake tan. Yeah. Mm. If you want to look like you've got a tan... There are ways to do it which don't cause deadly melanomas. No, but I like the feeling of the sun on the skin, and your, your skin feels a bit tighter, and you just got this like nice red glow. <laughs> <laughs> nice red glow, like you've been standing next to uranium, like you're an extra in the background of Chernobyl. You want that real like. Ukrainian style red glow from someone who's dying from like, <laughs> like yeah. a high radiation overdose. Yeah. I like the idea of someone who's just like clearly burnt bright red. I'm like, what do you guys think of my tan? Do you love it? That's like such an, an overused comedic trope that it's like tired. If you saw that in a sitcom today, you'd be like, oh, okay. She's, she wanted to go get a tan and now she's bright pink. You are just embodying uh, that actual energy in real life. Eh, what are you, you going to do? Look, I'm not making good choices with my regards to my health. Oh, what about insurance? I do know you, that. Do you have private insurance? God, no. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't even have... I don't even Property have insurance. insurance. Yeah. Is it called house insurance? Probably not. Well, you don't, it's not, you, don't you have it. You wouldn't need house insurance because you don't own your house, but you would probably need contents insurance given you have contents in it. Yep, and we've been robbed. <laughs> yep, and you've had um, uh, Still don't have it. houses leaked on uh, mattresses and such. Mm. 
Yeah. No, I should have a lot of things. Yeah. But also, who wants to pay? How much is? I don't even know how much. Health My insurance health insurance is. over here is thirty bucks a month. Thirty bucks a month. Yeah. Think of how many Big Macs you could buy with that. That's a packet of cigarettes. <laughs> why would I spend 30 bucks a month on health, health insurance? I mean, I don't know why you're bringing it up because clearly you don't even buy cigarettes anymore anyway. You just borrow them from your friends. So you can feel morally them. superior. Yeah. That's the best part. Telling people you quit. That's what the best part about being a vegetarian is. Telling people you're a vegetarian. You know what the great part about being a vegetarian is? You don't even have to eat. You don't even have to give up meat. You can eat meat basically whenever you want. As long as you just tell people <laughs> you're a vegetarian. And when you go out with, to dinner with other people, you just get the vegetarian option. Easy. <laughs> Do you think that there's perks to saying you're a vegetarian? Probably in Melbourne. Yeah. Probably in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that this isn't public or broadcast to any of your friends and peers. Wait, what? Oh no! Are we on? Are we on? No, I was okay. Joking. This is that's an interesting that's... insight. Um, that was a joke. The last bit was. Mm-hmm. You Mostly. sent me a picture of you eating a salmon steak <laughs> the other day. Um, I do eat fish. I do eat fish. And uh, big <laughs> To everyone else out there, be interested to know how your. Uh, you're tracking with your uh, physical health. I hope you're all doing well. And if you have any uh, suggestions for ways that Michael could improve himself physically, mentally, or um, aesthetically, <laughs> please send it through, and um, I'll be sure to pass it on. Um, I've got another, I've got more things to say, Nick. Okay. Because uh, what's another big one about the sleep thing? Uh, but no, the health thing is the sleep. Yeah. That's a big health thing. That's that's. I've been using this. Um, I've been using actually this app. Who, funnily enough, is today's sponsor, by the way, Sleep Cycle. Go get the Sleep Cycle app. It's $15. One-off payment. It's great. It tracks, well, your phone already tracks how many steps you take. Steps. Steps when your phone is in your pocket. Not. It doesn't know the steps when it's just sitting, you know, on the bench. Um but it tracks your sleep, and I've been tracking my sleep every night for the last three months. And basically what that has told me is that I do not get much sleep. I average five and a half hours a night. Five and a half. Okay, the, so so tell me the, the tell me months. the window. When do you go to bed, and what time do you set your alarm for? Well, average time I go to bed. I'm reading here. Two two o two. Two o two a.m. A.m. And what time do you set your alarms? Usually nine thirty. Two o two. So what's that? Seven and a half hours sleep on the clock. And you get five yeah. hours of actual sleep. Yeah, this would literally right. kill me. This I could, I, I, I would not be able to. Uh, I, it's the problem is falling asleep. I can't fall asleep. Very, I, I fall asleep. It takes me ages to fall asleep, and then I don't stay asleep. Is that? Uh, I mean, there are uh, sleep. What do they call it? Sleep hygiene sort of things you can do to improve that, like not eating just before you go to bed, not. Watching screens, if that's a trigger, you know, um, do you mm. do, do you tend to end up, you know, I don't know, drink, 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 immediately go and fall and sleep or like uh, out all night and then come home from work and then just go straight to bed? Or is this the case in terms of struggling to get to sleep, even if you were theoretically doing, quote unquote, it all right? Uh, mm. I think part of the problem is a lack of regularity or consistency. But then part of it, when I when the lights go off, so usually what I try and do is I'll get to bed and I'll go on my phone or I'll read and try and fall asleep that way. I mean, I know that going on the phone is not a good way to fall asleep, but when the lights go off and I've got no more stimuli, then I start, I, then I, my thinking goes into like overdrive and then I'm thinking about everything and then all the worries come up and then all the things that I got to, you know, what I said to that dickhead yesterday or what I have to do in the future or why I didn't get this fucking job and shit. And it's all just there and it's all just 
swirling around and then I'm just like actively trying to think of something else. Like I'm trying to like hold off Talk an your brain. thinking about my grandma. <laughs> like I'm actively trying to be like, think about, think about something else. Can you think about something else? Think about boobies, think about pizza. And I, that, and then it's just this war. And I think I just get tired of that war. And that's when I fall asleep. Yeah. So is, is are those times that you've set, are they, they're the result of your work obligations? So you might get home from the bar at, you know, 1am or something like that. And then two is when you can sort of go to sleep. Or are you actually able to try and go to bed at midnight, but you just don't feel like it? Well, I don't really work nights anymore, okay. really. So um, I usually, on average, you get into work at about 10. Um, and then it will be, I'll be like 10, I'll do 10 to 6. Sure. So those That's hours average. that you've set are lifestyle hours. That's you staying up, watching TV, having a drink, going out, and 2 o'clock's just the when your body like, clock is ready. Yeah. Yeah, I always want to do stuff though. I always want to like watch a show or, um, you know, listen to music or something. I always want to do stuff. I don't like going to bed. But then, I mean, it's like the the disconnect between your your current, your present self and your future self. I'm like, whenever yeah. it gets to one thirty a.m., I'm like, ah, I'll just watch thirty more minutes of this thing, mm-hmm. and I'll just be a bit tired tomorrow. So the nine thirty um, in the morning is because you've got a ten a.m. work. So it's no, it's nine. It's nine. Sorry, it's nine. Okay. So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just the last one. That was to show. Sure. It was just today because it was the radio. So what did you um, say? Two to nine. That would be your average yeah. kind of window. Yeah. So why why not try actively try going to bed at midnight for like a month? Decide that you know. It's March, it's going to be sleep month, and I'm just going to go to bed at 12 as long, mm. like as regularly as I can, and see whether or not those, uh, that lag time from you putting your head on the pillow, thinking about all your anxieties, and then finally falling asleep, whether that lag time is inbuilt or whether it's uh, actually something that would go away if you were getting more sleep or more regularity to it. Yeah. I could do that, but then I'd get FOMO of myself. I'd be thinking about all the things that it could be doing, but like here's, watching here's... Pornhub. <laughs> Not any of the videos on Pornhub, just the main page. <laughs> just that main <laughs> scrolling through. Yeah. See what, see what everyone else is watching. Yeah, yeah. What's hot in Australia? <laughs> I'm always fascinated by that. Um, what are the guys in Australia watching, and how is it that different to everywhere else? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, the, uh, the choice there is it, that like missing out, right. It is such a weird thing to overcome. Like it's wasted time, right? We talked about this a little bit when we did a sleep chat a few months ago, right? The idea that, right. that sleep is wasted is so bizarre. Like it's a biological necessity. And I think that there's a better chance that you would actually enjoy other things feel more like switched on be more creative when writing music be like like enjoy i don't know time with your girlfriend more in a way that validates the extra hour and a half you quote unquote lost from going to bed at a more reasonable hour right like it's not a it's not simply thrown away time there are actual manifest benefits yeah, no, that's that's very true. Um, it's I think it comes down to like this, yeah, the present self versus the future self, and we've talked about that before. But that you act you in your head, you actually compartmentalize it like it's a different person, yeah. like your future self is a different is person. a different person to you, yeah. And I that that problem for me specifically <laughs> manifests in, in many ways uh, in terms of not being able to wait for the second marshmallow. Yeah. And so I guess sleep is, is the same thing, right? It's the, if you um just put off watching this other episode or whatever, you'll feel so much better in the morning. 
but you're like, ah, oh, fuck mm. it, I just want the marshmallow. And then yeah. future person is, is goes hungry. Um, yeah. Speaking of the sleep and cycle, person, uh, sleep cycle app, I think I recommended it to you years ago because if you see there, my earliest date on the uh, graph, Jan eleven, twenty eleven. So I have really a decade. Wait, do you use the sleep cycle app? Yeah. I, did Did you tell me about it? Potentially. But yeah, I um oh. I have nearly a decade's worth of sleep data on this app now. Times that I went to bed, my sleep quality, the regularity, how many hours I get for yeah. Nine years. How many hours do you snore? Uh not very much. Or minutes. Two two minutes by the average. Ooh. Two oh, minutes out of half nine hour. hours, yeah. Well, Good. I mean I mean that's not a huge surprise, is it? Okay, buddy. Bit of a low blow that one. Uh, yes, I re- I retract it. Um, I know how many you are. Yep, I got a relative. Oh, sorry, die. Blah, blah. Shall we do it blah, after blah, the? Blah 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 blah. You go. <laughs> <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, um, thank you so much. Um, it's a real compliment. We just want you to enjoy it, and so if you have, then that is good. Uh, you can find more things to enjoy at deepfort.podbean.com. You can send us your uh, suggestions for Michael's look at deepfort at gmail.com or just jump onto facebook.com forward slash deepfort and send a message that way. Uh, reach us on twitter.com forward slash deepfort. Find the songs and jingles at soundcloud.com slash deepfort. And uh, just generally have a good day. Um, and, you know, guys, go to the doctor more. Um, get your prostate checked. You know, these are important things that you need to take seriously. And mm. it's better for you to find out now is the general medical message. Don't wait. Go get it looked at. You'll feel better. That's yeah, I don't I'm scared about that as well. I don't want I don't want any bums. I don't want any like I, if I've got like intestinal issues, I don't want to I don't I don't know what are they what are they going to do? I'd feel I would that <laughs> They'd be like, we need to check your colon, Michael. I'd be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Isn't I'll it better it to isn't it better to get that sorted in an earlier, easier way at the doctor than having a bloody colonoscopy? Uh, what's it called? I don't want I don't want any of it. I'll yeah. just die. I'll mm. just die. No. Go to the doctor. Get it checked out. Okay, fine. Anyway, yeah, I do you, I, sorry, go how ahead. How do you feel about your own age right now? Do you if you're starting to look in the mirror and and uh, and be like, eh, I'm getting old. No, I think I'm getting sexier, but I'm definitely getting gray hair. Well, that's 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 uh, irrefutable. But irrefutable. yeah, the gray hair, the gray hair. I'm getting I'm getting big time grays. Yeah, and the big bad boys. I'm not too um, fussed about that yet. I don't feel well, like I'm old. We're men. We're men. We uh, <laughs> we we haven't even well, hit our peak yet. Well, we're men. We're men. <laughs> um, we're gonna get to our peak's gonna be. Well, your peak's already. Your, your peak's about probably thirty. You're probably peaking thirty two. I'll probably peak at forty two. Yeah, um, but yours is a very sharp peak where it quite okay. it falls off quite quickly afterwards. Yeah, is this, was that a nose joke? Actually, no, it wasn't. No, well, that was just a you're going to die. Showed my like insecurity then, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, always got, always got to be waiting for that, for that nose joke at any time. <laughs> uh, go see a counselor. Um, the <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Who gets the laugh whatever. that keeps on giving. Yeah, that one. Cool. Everyone loves a nose joke at Mikey's expense. That's, that was a health thing that I had. had a nose thing. You had a nose thing? Yeah, I had a nose thing. Broke my nose a couple of times. Oh, that explains it. Because of people like you, bullies like you. You tried to get come... straighter? I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it's actually sad. Okay, well, you have to tell it now. Uh, I basically got a nose job. Why is that sad? Because it was thirteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> was it voluntary or because of bullying? No, it was. Bull- was it voluntary? 
Yeah, and like, then, did you go to an ENT and say, I want to fix my nose? Or did someone punch you in the face and then you had to get surgery? No, no, it was, I broke it playing football. But then my my parents were like, we're going to get your nose, we're going to pay for you to get your nose straightened. And I was like, oh, would they be able to give me the old... Uh, because they said apparently what they do is they break your nose again, yeah, and then re put it in the right place, put it put it piece it back together. And I was like, well, if you're doing that, yeah, can you can you give me a few few degrees off if you know what I mean? Yeah, and they did, not enough to for you to stop making <laughs> jokes. Obviously, <laughs> if um, I could go back in time, I'd say give give yeah, give me the good more. stuff. Yeah, give me the Jay Aniston. No, I mean, the thing with your nose is it's a great nose. Like, it's a quintessential nose. It is, like, the right pointiness. <laughs> it's the right angle. It's just 15% too big. <laughs> You're such but a dickhead. I was scale. so set up for the... <laughs> I actually love your nose. I know I've been joking all this time, but I actually <laughs> love your nose. And then you did that, and then you kicked me in the dick. <laughs> Still, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 